Welcome to the Local Service Base Podcast, episode one of 2024. And today, what we're going to talk about are the different type of digital marketing platforms that you can be on. And so a lot of times we work with local service-based businesses, meaning that we get a good idea of what somebody needs in order to keep growing their business, be found easier, and essentially find more customers so that they can service more customers. And so this is going to be primarily for local service-based businesses. This is going to be things like roofing, contractors, auto detailing, painters, floors, plumbing, and everything along those nature. So the way I like to simplify it is if you go to a customer or if a customer comes to you. So that could be examples of lawyers, dentists, fireplace stores. And so this is very localized, meaning if you are within a 50 mile radius, you can service them or they can be a customer. But if they, you know, if they're in a different state, then they're just not a customer based off of the proximity, right? They're just not close to you. You can't service somebody who's not there. And so this is what we do for our customers. And so, you know, that's what we're <laughs> we're giving out here. And the business we run is called Symphony Advertising. You can learn more about us on symphonyadvertising.com. And here's straight up what everybody gets if they get on our lowest package. And as we add more packages uh, or as we add more services, uh, you know, we build from that. And so the number one thing we start off with just because it acts as a home base is going to be your website. And so does a website matter? Do you actually need one in order to run a business? The answer is no, you don't necessarily need a website in order to conduct business. I mean, there's tons of businesses out there that don't have a website, but if you're looking to grow your digital marketing presence, you need a place that you can call home base. So whether you're doing social media, paid social, Google ads, local SEO, Pinterest, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, whatever other digital uh, marketing platform you're using, you tend to want to send them somewhere. And so not only is it a good place to have a home base, but you get to start building a list of people who have visited your site. So at some point you can retarget them. Not only that, you you have a place where you can say what it is you do, where you do it, the services you offer, how it works, the pricing, how they can contact you, and a good place for them just to learn what it is you have to offer. And so the second wave of problem that I see here is maybe a lot of companies do have a website up and running, but it's just no good. And it's understandable because it's a different style of communication. Maybe let's say you're a plumber, you're able to go into a person person's house, di- uh, diagnose the problem, analyze and say, hey, it looks like you have this issue. Here's how we'll solve it. It'll cost this much. It'll take this long. You know, that's the plumbing game, right? That's something that the plumber would know. But when it comes to communication online, it's completely different. What is it that a person needs to know? What 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 does a potential customer for a plumbing service need to see in order to make a decision to call? And even just the simplification of the problem, it becomes it becomes simple when you have the simplification of the problem, but when you don't know where to start or how a person reacts to a certain headline or why you should have pictures or a video, you're pretty much lost. And so having a good, well-designed, functional website, that's nothing crazy, right? Like we're not building an innovative website. What we're doing is we're building a website that just solves a person's problem once they get there. And you can think about this like um, competition in general, right? Like 
sometimes people feel like, well, why should I build my website if it's just like everybody's website? I want something different. Well, that's not true. <laughs> to I mean, it is true, but it's specific to a specific person. So as an example, think about a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a husband or a wife. There are literally tens of thousands of hundreds of millions of people who are the gender <laughs> male or female. But there's a specific person for a specific match that works out. The same thing can be said for business. The same thing can be said for sports. The same thing could be said for restaurants. There's a hundred thousand different places you can eat. You can cook at home. But maybe your favorite place is X restaurant and you choose to go there more frequently than others because it's a good match. And so with that being said, having that website without overthinking it, right? Just What do you do? Where do you do it? How do you have good content and copy on there? Copy meaning the writing on there so that people understand what you do and where you do it. So that is what we call the website phase. It's usually the starting point for every customer that we get and it helps solidify what it is and where you do it. And more importantly, how they can contact you. Because believe it or not, I've seen a lot of websites that say, you know, plumbing and they don't have how they can contact them or it's buried on the third page on the bottom of the page. And it's like, even one, one way I like to put it is imagine of somebody who referred you like somebody that you've already helped and they have somebody they know that they need that person needs your service. Imagine they say, Hey, just look them up online. Their name is symphony advertising, right? As an example, if they look up symphony advertising and they can't find you or they do find you and they don't have any information, they can't contact you. It's like, You did not connect the dots in order to get that referral. And so it's very important to have something where they can get that information. And also as another uh, bonus to having a website is you don't need to change it every year or every month. You can change it every three to five years. So once you build it, have it set up and just as a home base, I'm not talking about local SEO or building landing pages or creating new content on the page. I'm just talking about as a home base, building it will serve, it will serve the business for many years. And so assuming you don't change your services too much or update your, your, your phone number, it can stay pretty static to be frank. And so that is why we start off with the website. And so after that, what we want to do is we want to uh, start building traffic. And so there are many different ways you can build traffic. And what this means is how does somebody go from wherever they are to your website when they're looking for a service? And so this can be looked at very many different ways, but we offer a two-step approach. So one is going to be local SEO. Local SEO means if somebody's looking for plumbing near me, that you have the opportunity to appear. Plumbing in Houston, plumbing in Conroe, plumbing in Woodlands, plumbing company near me, any variation of somebody trying to find a service online, that is what we would optimize the website for. Not only the website, but specifically the content, the pages, the area pages. It gets pretty in-depth for this. And so that is best practices, meaning you're not changing the world here. It's just setting up the action so that when someone does look it up, you appear. Now, there's two versions of this. There's the website version, and then there's the Google profile version. They're somewhat linked, but they're also separate entities. So along with the website, having a Google profile page is very useful because it works off of proximity, meaning that if somebody's close to you, the closer they are to you, the more likely you are to appear. This gives you an advantage over other companies if you're in a good area or if somebody 
is not willing to drive, let's say, 25 minutes when you are 10 minutes away. And so having a Google profile page is a must-have in 2024, and it doesn't cost any money. It's literally free. And so uh, getting that up would be the, you know, it's I call it like a half step because it's almost a given. For the most part, people have this. Um, and if they don't, I mean, it's like, get that now because it's free advertising in, in, in a way. Like if you set it up, optimize it, put pictures, post, you know, somewhat frequently and put all the contact information, it, it will get engagement. Just, you know, it does depend if it has search volume. What that means is let's say you live in a super rural area and you're selling, I don't know, uh, you're selling, um, you know, two left feet pairs. And why would anybody want to buy two left feet uh, pairs, like two left shoes? I don't know, right? So left shoe shop near me, we can rank for that, right? But if nobody's looking for it, then it doesn't make a difference. The demand has to be there. And so that's just supply and demand. If there's no demand, then no one can supply it. And so that's the Google profile page. So local SEO, pretty much everybody gets. Then on top of that, what we recommend as the next step or in tandem with local SEO is going to be Google ads. And so the reason we recommend Google ads is because it is a pretty simple way to skip the line, so to speak. So let's say somebody's looking up. Let's say we want to appear for plumbing in Houston. Well, all we got to do is bid for that keyword and we will appear some of the time. Depending on your budget, depending on how competitive it is, it is somewhat of a, of a puzzle though, right? Like if everybody could just do it, then everybody would just do it. But you have to send it to the right page. You have to bid for the right keywords. It, sometimes it can really be competitive. So for example, lawyers, let's talk about like in the personal injury space, they may need to pay 70 to $100 per click. And if a company doesn't have a budget to support that that high cost of a click, then it's not going to work out, right? If you only have 300 bucks, then you're going to get three clicks and you're done. And the odds of you getting a new customer with three clicks are very low. However, if you have, let's say, a thousand bucks and your clicks cost two bucks, then you're going to get way more clicks. What is that? Like 500 clicks. And then you can expect some kind of conversion because you're sending enough traffic to your page. And so what you want to think about is what is the person searching your potential customer doing, right? A lot of times they're doing research. A lot of times they're just trying to see who's available. A lot of times they want to know, do I have to solve this on my own or, or do I have to find somebody to solve this or can I solve it? And so a lot of the traffic that you get might not be an exact customer. And that's why bidding on the correct keywords is super important because if you are bidding on the right keywords, then you can expect a better customer than someone not. So for example, if you, if you, for example, let's say you want to, um, let's say you're a painter, right? And you want to just figure out what it costs to get that service. You might look up something like painting whole house cost. This person could be just looking for what it would cost for themselves, or they can be looking for somebody who is trying to hire somebody. And so a better keyword would be like painting near me, painting company in Houston, because those are more direct. They're just trying to find somebody who can service versus a question. And so again, these are things that when it's in process, we try to figure out what is the best keywords. Sometimes, sometimes the what we call medium tail keywords or long tail keywords are better, but sometimes the short, the more direct ones work. It just depends on the area and the competitiveness. Because, for example, there are some comp- uh, customers that we have that are in newer towns, and there just isn't that com- that much competition. We the the cost per click is low, 
the budget is will suffice because it can support it. And then, you know, just turning it on creates new demand because no one's there to service them. And so it, it really does become a preference of when and where. But that is typically the the three-step approach is we build a home base, which is a website. We do local SEO, which is something that can literally last an eternity. Google is always changing their things that they want. Um, you can always add more content. Sometimes you need more content. Sometimes you need less content. Sometimes you need area pages. Sometimes you need service pages. Sometimes you need service and area pages. Sometimes you want to add new services. And so like the list is endless, but it's something that, you know, you could put the good thing about it is if you put enough effort in the front end, which could take multiple years, um, you do benefit from it over time. And then the Google ads is just another channel that kind of fuels, uh, a more immediate response because you're paying for the placement. And then, that would be the general starting point for most uh, marketing uh, packages or, or or strategies that we offer. And then, like I mentioned, I'll mention some of these, but this will be for a different episode where you can do you can, additions, right? So like, for example, the next best step, if not one of those steps that should already be happening is social media. Posting on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok is just a good idea. Um, then adding retargeting. So if somebody visited your website, you can retarget them so that they can see your ad on different placements. Um, Google ads is great, but for the most part, we'll start with just a Google search campaign. Meaning if you go to google.com and you search on their search engine, you get a result. But there's also other platforms like YouTube, Display, Gmail, and other places that you can put ads on. Then you can uh, do things like email marketing. And it's very low hanging fruit, by the way. Like if you have a contact list, you can simply add them to like a MailChimp. And for the first 5,000 email contacts, it doesn't cost any money. And it's pretty easy to design and come up with some kind of promotion. But, you know, it takes a little bit of effort, but it's not like a a really hard thing to do. It does need a lend, the business does need to lend itself towards it. So for example, if you're like a barbershop or if you're a, a gym, that makes more sense to have a newsletter versus if you have a one-time uh, customer every like seven years, right? Like if you're doing like bathroom remodeling, well, maybe the newsletter doesn't make a whole lot of sense because that's not something that is frequent. Um, and then you just keep adding on to it. So the more placements that you cover, the better that you'll do, but you want to take it one step at a time because as you add on, uh, things or, or marketing channels, the more effort and resources it takes. And so that is a general up outline of a marketing strategy for a local service-based business. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me at Caesar, C-E-S-A-R at symphonyadvertising.com or simply Google symphony Advertising. You, or you can look up Symphony Advertising, Symphony Advertising Houston and then just find the contact information there. So thanks so much for tuning in and I look forward to posting at least two episodes per month. Peace.